0: Everyone, welcome to our first episode of our new series, Ask a Coach with Ngomu. My name is Al Winant, and I'm so excited to have my first guest, my inaugural guest here today, Maura Knowles. And so we're going to have an amazing conversation. So hi, Maura. Good to see you.
1: Hello, Al. It's great to see you as well.
0: Thanks for being here. So I'm just going to delve straight into this uh, in our conversation today. So tell me a little bit about your background and what inspired you to become a coach.
1: Okay. Well, I am a professional actor, singer, writer, and I am also a near-death survivor. So my, my approach to health and wellness has been instilled in me from a very early age in my life on. Uh, after surviving a near death experience right out of college i it, it took me years to actually be able to to do the things that i love to do and to get my health back and to be able to walk again and so about 12 to 14 years later my my dear late dad mac had diabetes and he had survived quadruple bypass surgery and once he got out of the hospital and we brought him home back to you know mom and dad's house I stayed in Sacramento where I grew up I flew from LA when he you know when I got the news he was going to have the surgery and I stayed there to help you know, with mom and to help with dad and once we got him back home and my sister lives up there he was craving something sweet to eat but his dietary restrictions were so severe and so strict. And I had gone through the same thing when I had my near-death experience. When I finally got released from the hospital, they put me on the strictest diet and yet I was skin and bone. So my mom's job was to get me to put on the weight, but with all these dietary restrictions. So I knew the challenges, I knew the struggle, and I knew how much it sucked. And so with my dad, he begged me to create something that he could eat. So subsequently I, and I was always a baker in the house and I knew how to cut sugar in half. I knew how to make things healthier, but I didn't know how to, you know, bake without sodium, I mean, sodiums and baking sodas and baking powders and everything. So, and then I was diagnosed with celiac as an adult. So I said, okay, dad, if I'm gonna go to all this trouble to make you something because it doesn't exist, I damn well better be able to eat it too. So it's going to be gluten-free as well. And I started this company, this healthy bait, good company, without even realizing I was starting this company because people started, I'm, I'm kind of jumping, but I made a lot of different batch batches for him. Finally, after the 10th or 11th attempt, he finally liked it. And so we had success and I called them the more treats. And I called my health and wellness company, Mac and Mo's because my dad's nickname was Mac and my nickname is Mo. And I had this, people started wanting to buy these morsels in LA and they started asking, you know, if I would deliver and ship. I was like, I'm an actor. Like this <laughs> is not what I do. I did this for my dad. And then pretty soon people started asking me to speak at conventions and to speak, you know, come to um, speak on behalf of different health and wellness events and symposiums. And then I was hired to, to be a guest speaker at this huge convention in LA. And then I started thinking, I need a credential I need, because I did all this research on my own and my whole journey from, you know, upon graduating college till now has been about optimal health and wellness and but I'm a holic, So I'm always craving sugar. So how do I satisfy my sweet tooth and, and my dad's and, you know, my, my family, like my loved ones. So I thought, gosh, I need to get some kind of credential because I, I started feeling like a fraud. People wanted all of this advice and then they wanted me to start working with them and they wanted recipes. And even though I knew I was delivering the best of the best, I, I decided to find, you know, research schools. And what really resonated with me was integrative nutrition. So I enrolled in integrative nutrition school and I went through the entire program and learned even more. I mean, it was just like yeah. I was immersed. I was living and breathing integrative health, wellness, nutrition and finding different you know studied over a 100 dietary um dietary, uh, what's the word, um, preferences and dietary structures and, you know, just all these different diets Mm -hmm. and learned that there's no one such, there's not one diet that fits everybody. We're all bio-individuals. We're all individual, you know, what, what you may love, I may hate and vice versa. What, what may make you thrive, you know, um, in nutrition or in, in food may make me really sick. So I, when I went into nutrition school, I was, you know, on the pulpit all about, you know, vegan and eat all the kale and do all this and don't do that. And don't do this. And once I was in school and I thought, wow, you know, what I've been preaching is not true. And, and there's, there's wiggle room for everybody. And I say everybody, because that's it. We're, you know, we're individuals and then I discovered I was diagnosed with celiac disease. Soon thereafter, I graduated from nutrition school. And then I started feeling validated, like then I could start charging people to work with them. And companies started hiring me to teach corporate wellness workshops, and do more guest speaking and develop recipes. So that was great. So then I thought, okay, now I've got this, this credential, and it's a credential I believe in, because it's not just about following and nothing against I don't want to badmouth any particular diet but you know it wasn't just the food pyramid it wasn't just the my plate it was you know it was actually something that resonated with me with my clients and having gone through so many different health mm-hmm. challenges and dietary restrictions and preferences i realized this you know it's not a science it's about what i say you know putting together the ingredients for our more delicious life pie
0: and so it's a strange, what's kind of interesting when you say that, you know, where in different bodies, different people have different needs or desires. I'm a vegetarian. And when I hesitate to say that to people when they invite me over, um, <laughs> because oh, I can eat side dishes. Of and so and because every time they ask, I, I get served portobello mushrooms or fried <laughs> eggplant or eggplant, which two things I can't stand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> but to, to, uh, to, tell me a little bit. So as as you have morphed into becoming a coach. Who are the typical people that you work with? Why are they coming to you? Um, what are they, what are they dealing with?
1: So they're coming to me because I'm great. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> well, yeah, that's a given. <laughs> they're, they're, they're also coming to me. A lot of people lately have autoimmune disorders and that's, you know, it's, it's a very prevalent and I myself have autoimmune disorders. So I'm finding a lot of my clients have autoimmune disorders they're uh, struggling with weight. Um, a lot of people with diabetes, celiac, because that's, you know, that's my, in my call to action. And, and my dad was diabetic, heart health. So those are the the clients that like, boom, boom, boom. And mm. now I'm finding that uh, a lot of women in that peri and post peri and post-menopause are coming to me because I'm in that age group now. And I... It's, it's still a topic that is still, it's becoming more talked about, but it's still this taboo, like secret and I'm going through the change. And there's a lot of things that happen in women that aren't discussed that, you know, even this year I've broken multiple bones. I've had a year of hell. It's been the most painfully challenging year of my life. And Mm what I learned and I, you know, I do everything right. Everything. I eat an anti-inflammatory diet. I cook most of my food. I was exercising, you know, power walking or hiking every day. I was doing some light, you know, weight bearing exercise my whole adult life. And still boom, bone break, another bone break. Oh, another one, you know, and it just, and finally the doctor said, well, you know, with celiac disease, you have weaker bones. I, I, I guess I missed that memo. I, I never thought about me having weaker bones. And then in addition to being in menopause, that's another. So now people are coming to me because they know my story a little bit. And they're like, wait a minute, how are you getting through this? How are you dealing with this? And, you know, even men can develop osteoporosis and there are men with celiac disease. So I'm finding more and more people coming to me for those answers or a conversation. And in a lot of my health coaching, a lot of it is, you know, it's not me talking, like talking at my clients. It's me having a conversation, like what you and I are doing, having a conversation with them about their, their goals, their needs, their the you know, deal breakers, like with you, no mushrooms, no eggplant, you know? And, and then the number one thing that I get from people is don't even think about taking my coffee away. And I always say, I wouldn't dare. I mean, coffee's sacred. So, but I, you know, I like I, a, would, I like a little
0: kid. mushrooms. <laughs>
1: yeah, right? What? So I like a
0: little mushrooms.
1: You like, other oh. ones, I like the little ones. <laughs> oh, you do? So you like, like, creminis and...
0: Yeah, those like... are just fine. Yeah, it's oh, the big okay. ones. Like <laughs> what <laughs> what they could about... like a steak. Um, okay. So let me... So you brought something up that I found interesting. And obviously, I'm, I don't go through this as, as a male, but you, you talked about menopause. So, and, and that's still a little bit taboo. So how do you, how do you encourage people to talk about that? So they are more aware of these different things.
1: Well, if I have clients, you know, before I start coaching with private clients, I have them fill out a health history form. So I, I gather all the information that I need just to have the initial coaching session. And it's similar to, you know, an intake form, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's about their, their health history. And and in that they will put their age, their date, date of birth and, you know, if they're on medications or whatever, and I know the age, you know, and, and I went through menopause like really young. So by 41, I was done and I had no idea. I mean, I had zero clue that was going, what's what I was going through and I didn't talk about it much, but I mean, I was. Going to doctor specialist specialist for a whole year, and I was having the worst of the worst of the worst symptoms. And wow. no one, not even me, thought, Could I be going through early menopause? It wasn't even on my radar, it wasn't even a word that I was cognizant of. I, you know, of course, I was I had heard of menopause, but that just was like you know 15 20 years away, it was never discussed, and then. Mm-hmm while I was, you know, in nutrition school, I, there was a hormone course. And I just thought, should we just test my hormones? So I asked my doctor. And so for, for out for about eight or nine years, I didn't talk about it. I was, I felt ashamed. And it was nothing I did. But I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. And I thought, Oh, my gosh, now I'm just, and my first thought, and it was terrible was, Oh, my God, I'm so old. And I'm old. And I'll never have children now. It's not even a choice. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago that people started coming to me with all these different symptoms. And I said, have you had your hormones tested? And they said, well, why? And I said, you know, you might be going through perimenopause. Oh no, that happens, you know, later. I'm like, not necessarily. And a number of times I've been dead on, they were going through so all of these different horrible, like hot flashes and night sweats and mood swings and waking in the middle, like that makes no sense. And I, I helped them diagnose it um, just by the simple act of asking the questions and asking them to get tested. Um, and now, now I just am pretty vocal about it. I'm no longer ashamed of it, which is just the silliest thing. I mean, it's just so dumb, but I know I'm not alone. A lot of women and, you know, in my mother's generation, that was never talked about, never.
0: I can, I can see that. I mean, I growing up, you know, my mom too, it was something that was uh, never talked about until it was over. <laughs> so.
1: Right. So you saw it, right. You saw like the, the transition. Correct. Correct. It's hard to avoid.
0: So what do you, what do you think is the hardest thing, thing about being a coach?
1: Ooh, the hardest thing I care so much. I care so much about my clients. And when, when they, when they go into the self-sabotage or the denial mm-hmm. mode, especially, especially when the numbers, their labs are showing really terrifying results and they don't want to believe it and they just tell me oh it's impossible I can't I can't I can't I can't I can't reduce my sugar I can't I can't cook my own meals I can't eat healthier because you know it's either my husband doesn't let me or there's always junk food in the house or no I just don't have time and it's the hardest thing because I can't be in their kitchen with them I I can't be there 24 7 you know, what are you doing? What, you know, what, you know, and I, I always allow 80, I have my 85, 15 rules. So 85% of the time I encourage my clients to really eat clean, healthy, whole foods, exercise, do, do all, you know, do all the, all the good stuff. And then 15% give yourself the wiggle room, especially during the holidays, like have fun, but make it a choice. Don't, don't think that by eating, this cereal it's a healthy choice it's it's sugar i mean it's, it's like you're eating sugar for breakfast so if you want that then but i tell them if you're going to do that make a dessert like do it at nighttime after because if you start your morning off with sugar and or sugary yogurts or sugary cereals or pastries or french toast and all it's you're setting yourself up because once once you get that drug it's all day and then you got the sugar crash and then you have more sugar to you know combat the crash and it's it's just a downward spiral, but that's the hardest part for me is, you know, and I've had to let a few clients go because I it's, can't help them if they're not willing no. to at least do some of the work. What's
0: one of my favorite coaching questions, you know, when people go, what's your role in that, you know, they play as a client and you, as a coach, you play a role in, you know, making those changes. And if you're not willing to, you know, you can't, um, it's hard to perform those miracles if you, if you're not willing to make those changes um, as part of that. So, um, and, I, and I agree, with, I agree with your role, 85 to 50, cause I, we, we do this at home as well. Um, we do eat very healthy, but we allow for treats now and then, or have a bad Saturday or something like, cause if you right. deprive yourself, yes. then you're going to crave it more. It's in the have exactly. like a little taste and then, okay, I'm done and maybe want to again two weeks from now or something but it's it's so important to, to allow for that so I'm glad you say that
1: yeah because if you i mean e- optimal health and integrative health is about visiting each area of your life each in- essential ingredient of your life for example i um i just wrote my november blog it's which my monthly newsletter and i just just posted it this morning to my to and i talk about You know, it's so important, optimal health is also, it includes visiting all those other areas of your life. Um, And for me right now, I'm doing a musical stage concert reading of Brigadoon. And because, you know, I'm still an actor and a singer, that's still, Mm -hmm. you know, a huge part of what I do. But this year I haven't been able to do anything because of my broken bones. Now, thank you, you know, I'm able, and it's a stage concert, so they don't need me to be dancing or doing choreography. And I write in this newsletter the, the vital importance that is for my health too. It feeds my heart and soul. And, you know, I, I eat really healthy, but eating really healthy and not having healthy relationships or exploring your creativity, expressing your creativity, exercise, whatever that is, you know, for you dance, hiking, power, walking, running, you know, weightlifting, whatever it is, Tai Chi yoga, It's they're all vital ingredients into optimal health and chocolate. My gosh, hello! (laughs) Chocolate, vital, vital. Full full
0: disclosure before I came into the show, I had a piece of dark chocolate.
1: (laughs) Good for you. Guess what? I made myself a big mug of unsweetened cocoa right before I started.
0: Well, it's so true, and, and we'll we'll talk about Ngumu in a second here. One, I was in one of the sessions of one of our coaches, and she made this, and I'm paraphrasing this, this line here today. But it, was, it doesn't matter how much broccoli you eat if you don't take care of the other parts, your your mental, your physical well being doesn't really matter in okay. the big scheme of things. So you have to look, and that was uh, Dr. for Basira who said that. So, well, um, yes. you you are one of our Ngumu coaches as well. Yeah. You are having a coaching community here, and on the Ngumu app creating you more delicious, I love saying that word, pie, a recipe for your optimal, sustainable and healthy life. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing with that.
1: Well, I'm loving, loving my sessions with Ngomo. It's been so much fun and um, it's, it's, it's really neat because I'm letting the, the learners kind of guide me into what the next coaching topic will be. So I had all these sessions planned and then a few weeks ago, I had mentioned something about pumpkin. It was like the beginning of October, yeah. and all of a sudden, everybody started, you know, flooding my my chat with, you know, oh, I love pumpkin, and you know. And then we started talking, and I spur of the moment, I I asked, well, what do you think about doing a healthy holiday recipe session, like a, a succession, a series? And everybody's like, yes, 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 please. So that's been really fun. So I've revised all of you know 2022 sessions based on my learners. And the last session, this was really great. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but you were in my last session. Can I That's share? Right.
0: You you? Can, yeah, you can say that. <laughs>
1: okay. So this recipe that I will share with everyone viewing today, uh, my savory smash sweeters, I don't know why I hadn't thought of it before because I do this. I do this with a lot of my meals and a lot of my recipes. You had suggested adding eggs just for a little extra protein. Perfect. So I added that to the recipe that I then uploaded to the coaching app, to my chat. And it was beautiful. I was like, this is amazing. I learned from you. So it is. It's a conversation. It's not like mm-hmm. I'm so, you know, I have all the answers. I certainly don't. And that's what I'm learning as a coach. I am, And I love, love, love that collaboration. And that's what I miss so much you know, what we all missed so much during COVID. So true. That isolation and just, I thrive on creating and collaboration. So it's, so thank you for that, you, you know. Well, and
0: that's why we call them coaching communities because we all, we're all in this community together. So, um, and I'm looking forward to the recipe again in a little bit here. Um, so if, if you, if, if when you start working with clients, and you go to this onboarding, you said you're doing the onboarding form and so on. But what are the, the, the first things as a coach you want your clients to think about as they you know, start their, their, their journey with you in this process? Well,
1: a great question that I, that I have to ask myself a lot, I have to revisit this, is what does optimal health look like to you? Why? Mm. You know, if, if somebody wants to feel better, what does that mean? What does that feel like? What does that look like? If somebody wants to lose weight, why, why do you want to lose the weight? Is it something your doctor told you, you had to, is it self-esteem? Is it a control? Like, you know, why is it, I have to get into this dress for this event. You know, what, what is the, what is the intention behind it? And that often will then spark the real dig deeping because a lot of people just, they want a quick, easy answer. They want to take a pill. They want the magic, you know, and if I had the magic pill, I would be, In an island in Fiji. (laughs) So that's, that's what I find. That's how I start my sessions. Like, you know, we have our goals and usually I'll start it, but you know, if we're working on a, an ongoing or a six month program or a three month program, or is it just one month? Do you want a power month? What is one, one to three realistic goals? Like, and if it's six months then what's the the big big picture goal and what's the tangible right now what can we start doing today
0: that's great what so kind of turning the table on you so to speak what have you learned from being a coach
1: what have i i've learned oh my gosh it's so humbling it's so humbling and it's i've learned that i'm really good at it and my passion and purpose just shine through and it's also a, a detriment because i do care so much and i will go above and beyond with the clients you know with my private clients they have access to me via email you know once a day and i will respond you know and if i find articles or find a research or find recipes i'll find myself you know sending those to them you know more than once a day but i i'm really good at it because i practice what i preach and You know, when when I first started coaching health coaching, in addition to my acting, people said, well, are you a health coach or are you an actor? And I said, well, I'm both without my health, I can't do anything. And this year, for example, was proof in the pudding. I mean, I literally my right arm was in a cast, my left leg. And I couldn't do the only thing I could do was sing and voice dictate. And that's what I did. Cause I had, my friends had, they, they came shining through in glorious colors. And, um, that's, I, I, I'm the poster child without our health. We're not that we're nothing, but we're so limited. And it's, it becomes all your whole focus. If you're not healthy, that becomes your life about, you know, becoming healthy and how, I mean, My whole year was doctors, physical therapy, doctors, physical therapy. And it's just, it is what it is. So now that I'm slowly, you know, on the upside, I can, you know, get back into my acting and singing and writing and, you know, working more positively with my clients because I'm not in chronic pain.
0: I remember our our first meeting we had, you were still in... In your cast, um, yeah. so, so I was very happy to see you without it, you know, yeah. a few minutes later. So, Thank um, you. so more if you weren't, if you weren't a coach or the CEO of Mac and Moe's, what would you be?
1: Oh, I'd still, you know, I'd still be acting, singing, and writing, I'd just be doing that full time. And I probably would, st- well, I know I'd still be developing recipes because selfishly, you know, I have celiac disease and I, I can no longer digest grains. And I've been baking since I was a kid. Like I was a wow. blue ribbon baker, so I mean, I would, I would probably still be doing a lot of this. Um, I just wouldn't be as uh, dependent on the income from it.
0: That's fair. Yeah. So where? So you're talking about acting. Where? Where? made people know you from.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, most people would know me. I've done a few of the Law and Order's and Special Victims Unit. Um, what else have I done? I've done I. I this year, a Lifetime movie came out that I filmed right before I broke my first bone. <laughs> uh, it's funny where people know me from. I mean, some people know me from, there was a TV show on Medium years ago with oh, Patricia. Yeah, 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 I
0: remember that, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so people like randomly will say, oh my gosh, we, we know you from, or I did an episode on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And you know, if you get those fans that are just like, they're, they're diehards, sure. they know these shows. There was a guy over the summer who saw me, he's like, you were the judge and crazy ex girlfriend and i said how in the world would you recognize <laughs> he was just super nuts.
0: fan <laughs>
1: yeah so and now i'm going to do Brigadune, the the musical <laughs> so in you know, la like, that's fun i'm excited about
0: that it's nice to see you get back into that so what's the um, i heard this question on some show last week or so on the radio i'm like wow that's a really interesting question so i'm going to i'm going to uh, be inspired by that question myself so What's the one thing you always want to talk about in an interview, but nobody ever asks you?
1: Oh, the one thing I want to talk about. Um, Oh my gosh. That nobody ever asks me about, I guess. What makes me tick, you know, what, 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 um, you know what? My friends will ask me this a lot, but no one's ever asked me in an interview what is a typical, you know, routine morning routine look like for me and how do I adapt to different situations? Mm-hmm. Like when I'm traveling or this summer, I had massive water damage in my home. So I had to move into a hotel for half the summer and, you know, I had to relearn all my, you know, morning routine. And especially this year, my whole routine changed because I was you know, I was non-weight bearing. I was in a cast and in this cast and my leg. And so I think that's, my friends have asked me that, but no one in an interview has. And I think it's really interesting to know people's routine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: What is your, what is your routine?
1: Oh, my, my, <laughs> I'm going my, to my ask routine. you now. <laughs> okay. Well, so my morning routine, since I've been able to move more has been, I get up and before I used to first thing in the morning, get up, make my coffee, and then go on a power walk or a hike. Now I can't, you know, I have a lot of physical therapy exercises that I have to do just to build that strength back. So I get out of bed and I spend an hour doing all of my stretches and physical therapy exercises before I even let myself go out to the kitchen to start, you know, my my more delicious morning brew, because I've got a very particular, I love my coffee and I'm very sacred and <laughs> particular about <laughs> it. And then I write, I write in a gratitude journal, which I've done for years, but now I just, I take the time. I'm not in front of my computer or my phone and I just take the time to write. And then I write down, you know, different thoughts and things, um, ideas for scripts I may have or things that I need to do, you know, just like stream of consciousness stuff. And then, then I gear up and I, you know, when I'm not back in the boot, Bruno or Bronco, because I named my (laughs) walking boots, because it's the longest relationship I've had in years. Um, Then I would, you know, start, you know, on a morning walk, much slower than I'm used to. And, you know, I don't think I'll be hiking in 2022, but I intend to go hiking again in 2023. And I'll just do, you know, I'll do a half hour. There was a period I was able to do up to an hour. And then of course I broke another bone. So now I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, 20 minute walks. And a year ago, I would have been like, that's nothing. That's just, it's not enough. It's not enough. And that's something that I really aspire to now. But just the, 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 the freedom of getting, you know, outside and in nature and just you know, we get endorphins from it, mm-hmm. and so that's my routine. And then I come back, and then I vocalize because I know that you know I want to spend an hour really working on my voice and keeping it strong because it is a muscle, and that's how I'm earning part of my living. So I'll do that, and um, and then I start making all my food for the day, and then then that's I then I routine. yeah it's it's a it's a solid. And it keeps my head, you know, And because once the day starts, once that computer goes on, it's like, ooh, nonstop, fire, 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 fire. It's
0: so true. And I, I so believe in that being outdoors, that morning walk as well. I'm, I'm very fortunate where I'm at, but I don't have the time to drive into the mountains in the morning or in, outside of the city. I live mm-hmm. in a very urban environment, but every morning, you know, go walk the neighborhoods and have a walk at morning, lunch, and evening. And it is even though this morning it was sort of in the twenties, I'm like, eh, do we really want to do this? You know, but yes, you put on the coat and the gloves and you know and 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 the scarf and you just it just gives you a really good feeling. It's just the kind of to start of the day, it's fantastic. So but you made a promise earlier. And before we get into the, the rapid fire 10 questions. Um, yes, the recipes. We, we talked right. about a recipe, Yeah. And, and if you want up. more recipes, you can follow, you can come to and uh, you know Morris uh, and Gomez Coaching yes, community please, as well. <laughs>
1: please join my my coaching community. I'm 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 just I love, love, love the people that have been attending. It's been really, really fun. And we have a few more sessions with more recipes for the holidays. Looking so, forward to it. So am I. So uh, today's recipe is my uh, most savory smash sweeters because I like making up names, obviously with more silicious. So these are, they're great for breakfast. They're great for a snack. They're great for a treat. They're great for Thanksgiving morning. And there's no sugar, but they're satisfying. And with Al's contribution of the two eggs, it gives you protein. You could, you know, double, triple. Yes, double, triple, quadruple the recipe. They also freeze really well. So the ingredients are, This is for a a nice big portion, two pounds of sweet potatoes. You can alter it. You know, if you're just one person and you just selfishly want to make some today. Get a sweet potato, three tablespoons of hemp or olive oil. I always use extra virgin olive oil. Hemp oil is great because it um, cooks really well on high heat, or you could do the coconut oil because that also cooks really well on high heat and the coconut oil makes it a little, a teeny bit sweeter. Uh, Two tablespoons of rosemary. I just love, love, love rosemary. And this time of year, I just think it's so savory and mm, it's Mm -hmm. just something really special about it. Black and red pepper to taste. I love cayenne pepper. It's not for everybody. So if you don't want it spicy, just a little pepper or um, omit the pepper. Fresh lemon juice, so the zest of, you know, uh, not the zest, but the the juice of a lemon. And I, I really am a believer like fresh lemon. Don't, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of the bottle. No bottle. <laughs> yeah, it just, I just, it tastes weird to me. Uh, a pinch of sea salt and two eggs beaten. Then you're going to uh, bake the sweet, make sure the make sure that the sweet potatoes are baked. Don't do this raw. And everybody knows how to do that. Um, I do it, in, you know, I don't even put them in tin foil anymore. I just put them on a baking sheet and slit the, the potato and then bake it.
0: Do, so you, do you, do um, you like uh, pre the potato with a fork before you bake it?
1: I sl- slit it with a knife. Not, okay. Yeah, that's what I do. It just, it's easier, but you can, yeah, you can poke it with a fork. Just make sure that, you know, you do something to aerate it. Otherwise it'll explode in the oven and it's a mess. And it's, that's a mess. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's not, you know, I know from experience and same thing. Some people, I don't think they're as tasty, but some people microwave them. And you, yes, you still have to slit it and do all of that because it will completely explode in your microwave. But I think they're so much tastier baked or roasted. They're they're sweeter. Um, and then once they're cool, then mash them and keep the skin on. Just make sure because that skin is loaded with nutrients and fiber and oh my gosh, it's so tasty. So they're going to be chunky smash sweeters. And then then add all the other ingredients. And then you can, you know, spoon them into, you know, silver dollar, silver dollar sizes, or the the giant size, or like the little bitty babies, and put them onto a lightly oiled baking sheet or parchment paper. And I like to smash them because I think they're fun. If you smash them, smash those sweeters, and then add a little more rosemary pepper if you need, or drizzle them with a little more oil, and and again, high quality oil, please. It really, it's really important. Um, extra virgin olive oil, coconut oil, or the hemp oil. Some people love the avocado oil too. It's, it's more expensive, so I save that for dressings. Um, and then bake at 350 for 25-30 minutes, and flip over halfway through so that you know they get crispy on both sides. Because I love them crispy. If you want them soft and you know not crispy, then don't do that. But trust me, they're really good when they're. Oh, you could also bake them in a skillet a cast iron skillet great, mm-hmm. so that's faster <laughs> but i think the baking sheet is just easier especially if you're doing a lot of them and if you're doing this on thanksgiving or serving the thing the gripe i always had with pancakes which i still love i make my own you know version of those is when you do it on the skillet it's like you know, you can't serve everybody at once somebody's going to get cold pancakes so this if you, you you know do it in the oven then everybody can you know, even the even the cook gets to enjoy them with the guests. And so. you should. And you should. And you
0: should. And those are those are going to be after the last session. I'm adding those to our menu for Thanksgiving as well. And but I'm going to have to try to make them once or twice before, obviously. Because yes, try yeah, it. Yeah, it exactly. has to be a dress rehearsal.
1: A dress it. rehearsal, <laughs> yes, for sure. And then you have to let me know what works and you know what if you have questions.
0: And if anyone else listening or watching this, if you want to add your experience with this to the chat or discussions, please do that and we'll share that. But as we are wrapping up here, we'd love to end our our show with sort of the 10 questions, rapid fire style questions. Okay. So I'm going to share this with you, Maura, and then okay. feel free. Um, so the first question is, what's the best advice you've ever received
1: and why? Oh, my mom. Um, always ask. The answer is always no until you ask.
0: It's so true. Yeah. Who's who's inspired you and why?
1: Oh wow! Who's inspired me? Well, my dad inspired me to (laughs) to start Mac and Moe's. Sorry, he passed away last year. So
0: yeah. Sorry to hear that. Um, What's the one piece of advice you could share with our audience to uplift them in their life, soul, wellness, or work journey?
1: Oh, progress over perfection. There's no such thing as perfection. It's uh, so many clients come to me. It's all or nothing. If they, if they mm. have like a pig out or a huge dessert or something in one night or a binge, then they are they're like, I screwed it all up. I have to quit. I'm just, I'm never going to be able to do this healthy thing. Like, no, it's progress over perfection. Winston Churchill said it best. It's perfection is the enemy of progress.
0: Amen to that. I say, what's what's your favorite book or podcast and how does it inspire you?
1: my favorite well i loved all the judy bloom books and little house on the prairie whenever i think of favorite book but this year my favorite book because it was so raw and real and uplifting was hello molly it's a memoir by molly shannon and i just i resonated on so many levels with it and it just it still has to do with health and wellness because she dives into a lot of things um struggles with health and you know and mental health as well not you know in her family so it's just it's a beautiful funny heartfelt and podcast or did you say or podcast
0: or, or podcast or if you have a podcast that you that oh that you listen to would love to love to know about it
1: well i'm loving uh, sanjay gupta's podcast and they're half hour they're released every tuesday and i'm fascinated the first time i listened to it was early during the year and what caught my attention was a friend had sent it to me because I had to relearn to do everything with my left hand because I'm right-handed and this was in a cast. And it was about you know how much work it is in your brain um, to retrain you know your opposite mm-hmm. hand. And I thought, wait did he do this for me because it came at the perfect time when I was struggling like I write like a you know preschooler. I never, perfected the handwriting thing on my left hand and it was really hard to eat with my, it, everything was just hard, but listening to that podcast got me hooked. There were, there were topics I've listened to that I, I would never look twice if I was flipping through a book on neuroscience and you know, what the, the effects of uh, sound have on us and our health and wellness. And Oh, it, it's, it's a fascinating podcast and he's, is- he's funny in it. Like he's, so human because you see him on CNN and he's this, you know, amazing genius brain. And to hear him, you know, share some of his funny anecdotes or about his family and his kids or his dog. I'm like, oh my God, you're just, you're human too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what do you, what do you do to relax?
1: To rel- oh, well, lately what I've done is, especially this year, I- I'm a huge reader. So I always read in bed before I turn the lights out. I've read 55 books this year and, but I around, I don't know, six or seven o'clock at night, I unplug and I, I binge or, you know, just indulge in one show. Like it could be half an hour show or an hour. And this year I watched the entire series of Gilmore girls, which I had never seen when it was actually on TV. And it was like this warm, cozy, Cup of cocoa. I loved it. And now I'm into Dairy Girls, Season Three, The Irish, the Irish yeah. uh, sitcom. Familiar, familiar with that one. So
0: if if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: Ooh, wild salmon with crispy skin, purple sweet potatoes, um, massaged kale salad with um, let's see with some delicata squash, roasted, and avocado, toasted almonds or pumpkin seeds, extra virgin olive oil, a little bit of sea salt, and flourless chocolate cake for dessert.
0: That sounds pretty darn good. I would say. I'm yeah, <laughs> well, not a fish; very vegetarian, but the rest of it is really sorry, good sorry. for me. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: If you if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be?
1: Oh my gosh! Well, I've lived I've lived in New York City, and I loved it. It just became cost prohibitive. Mm. Um, so if I was, and you moved to you moved to LA. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> but I you know I lived in LA first, and in LA we have more space here, so I know how to live there's still, there's still a difference. Yeah. LA is now becoming pretty cost prohibitive too. Um, But, oh gosh, I fantasize about, I mean, I do love Ashland, Oregon, but I don't know if I get too bored up there. I just think it's so charming and, you know, I'm thinking of like these little hallmark towns, these adorable, which don't really exist. But I, I really, really, really would love, love, love in fantasy to live in Ireland or Italy I just think it'd be amazing. Italy, especially, because the food is just, and the weather's better. But Ireland, I just, I have such an Irish American, so.
0: You can have your own Under the Tuscan Sun storyline there.
1: Right? (laughs) Oh my God. And she actually was a professor at my undergrad. She went, she was a professor at San Francisco State. So I'm like, maybe I could follow in her footsteps. She had her own pine nut tree. I mean, I want my own pine nut tree. I
0: love that stuff. So what's what's the one thing you do every day that adds to your success?
1: Oh well, I talk to my mom every day. And I every night before I go to bed, I reflect on one person I made smile, or one and what and one person who made me smile, and something I learned. And I, I think that doing that every night keeps things in perspective, because w- even when I'm having, you know, this year has been really hard and there are days I was just sobbing and there was nothing, you know, it was just like, it just plain sucks right now. It just really, things are not great. It just sucks. But yes, I'm grateful that, you know, I still have my, my arms and my feet, you know, even when I was in the thick of the thick, but every night I still did that every single night I made myself do that so that I wouldn't turn into a complete, you know, curmudgeon,
0: so what's the one technology product you can't live without?
1: My phone, my iPhone.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to give a completely different answer to that one.
1: What did you think I was going to say?
0: Your blender thing. I can't think of the name. Oh, my right. blend
1: tech. Oh, I thought you meant technology. Oh, my God. I oh, love no, 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 Blendtec. sorry. When you say technology, I immediately go to, you know, computer. I don't There's know no why. wrong
0: answer. There's no wrong answer. Oh. So. My
1: blend tech, believe me, you. I will be buried with that thing.
0: I thought it was the only answer I knew in advance. (laughs) So so for the last, for the last one, so please finish this statement. Leadership is.
1: Responsibility.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And as we wrap up here, um, I love the conversation, but if there was three takeaways you wanted to leave our audience with, what do you think those could be?
1: Three takeaways from this conversation.
0: From our conversation today, tips okay. you want to leave them with, things to think about, etc.
1: There's always a way to morselify, you know. It, 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 sugar addicts, you know, any kind of, you know, if you're a, an unrefined a, a refined carbohydrate junk food junkie, there's still ways to morselify, um, to modify, so that you still indulge without doing your body more damage and your brain, all of it. Um, progress over perfection. And remember to visit all of those essential ingredients in your life that make you you that make you tick, that create optimal health for yourself, that don't involve food, all those other areas, just remember, because it's so it's so easy to focus on Oh, I have to track all my calories, I have to eat, you know, write down everything I ate. And Oh, how many how many steps did I get in? Well, are you, you know, calling your loved ones? Are you making people smile are you making time for your for your friends for your family are you being creative are you expressing creative creativity are you expressing gratitude are you doing something for somebody else are you inspiring somebody are you teaching somebody some something that's more than three things but they're all they're they're all like part of the more delicious pie so that's why i i was giving just examples no, and, that's
0: fa- and that's fabulous. Thank you for sharing that. So share with our audience how people can get a hold of you. Oh,
1: well, on my, I have two websites, mauramknoels.com, Mora M, M for Megan, and M A C N M O S M-A-C-N-M-O-S.com. And I'm on all the social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. I even have a TikTok channel, which I rarely go to, but I know that I have to get better at that.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mora, for sharing uh, sharing that today. Um, and you can also, Mora, is one of the Ngomu coaches on the Ngomu app. So if you're interested, you can find us in the Apple App Store and in the Google Play Store under Ngomu. And you'll have access to dozens of coaches to support you with your life, soul, wellness, and work goals. So, more, I want to thank you for being here today, for sharing with us. And we'll be back next week, Monday, at noon Pacific time with our guest Jacqueline Delib, who will also be talking about her coaching experiences. So, thanks, everyone, for being here. Make it a great day. And thank we'll you so you. much,
1: Al. Thank you, thank you, thank you, you, you for welcome. having me. It's been so much fun.
0: You're very welcome. And thanks for being here. And we will see you next week.
1: Okay. Take care.